Broadcasting from the third coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studios, this is The Hango Show. I need to get inside your head. I got to know if you insane. I want to swim I hope it's you this morning. Was that you? <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it may have been. I, I like... Toot, toot. I turned around and saw the back. I saw the tail lights. I was like, "That looks familiar." That looks familiar. <laughs> I know that car. Yeah, I was telling Harpoon that I, I went went to work this morning. Supposed to have like an all staff meeting. They've been talking about it for two weeks. And I got over there, my boss was like, "What are you doing here?" Like all hands meeting. She's like, "Wow, oh, you don't have to be here." <laughs> so I thought you were coming to like give your notice that you were changing jobs. I'm like, I'm like leaving this job, shit, right? It's like printing money. Oh, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hango Show. I'm your host, Hango Wood, I think. Must, yeah, I'm still Hango. Uh, tonight, I got the boys back in here. Got Harpoon. Got Chud. How y'all doing tonight? Fantastic, man. All right. Great. Mm-hmm. And we had a... Me and, me and Tink recorded last night. I, I, saw, I saw part of a post, man, that you... <laughs> I'm ready you get to the hear audio, it. the audio clip I put in there. I didn't see the audio, man. I just saw the the. Uh, you want to hear the audio clip? One lesson, y'all. No, I think I did. Yeah, I, I think, think I, did I know Jet did. He yeah. commented on it. Yeah, I think I did. I think I did hear that. I think I'm gonna put that on the board for a sound drop. Oh, <laughs> Stick her in there anytime. Put play it, man. Let's, you let, want to hear it now? Yeah, yeah let's go. Yeah, let's and for anybody who hadn't listened to uh, last week's show, this is uh, my beautiful, gorgeous wife and her uh, her contribution right here. She died while being fucked by a horse. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're into history, go check out one of the Tinker Explains episodes. because uh, Or bestiality. <laughs> they kind of go hand in hand, history and bestiality. I mean, sure, not much difference. So how was y'all's week this week? I uh, started up here with Harpoon. How, how, how did everything go for you last couple of weeks? Oh man, everything's doing going pretty good. Um, still super shorthanded at work. Um, this week there was just three of us, and uh, last week there was there was just three of us. So I did have one of my part time ladies that came in last week. It was her week without her kids, and she usually comes in about um, midway through the night shift. You know, of us, and which is which is great to have her there. You know, she's. Uh, real sharp and and just jumps right in, you know, especially, you know, when we're busy or whatever. And, um, but this weekend, excuse me, this weekend, um, it was just us three and it was just, it was just mayhem. Uh, Friday night, we just absolutely just got it handed to us all day. We had football pizzas, we had, you know, in the mix of a Friday and being, you know, three people short, you know, we didn't, we need another three people in there just to be busy. So you can just imagine, you know, with three of us. Um, so we, what we've done is, is, is started over prepping, you know, just mm-hmm. whenever we get there, I, I'm, I'm getting in a couple of hours earlier just to start everything and get as much coffee in me as I can to get it really going. And so we've just been over prepping, you know, just so we won't have to stop in the middle of everything. Instead of doing like 30 does, you're doing 50 does? Or, yeah, at least. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everything's got it. We got a screen for it. If we got a screen, we're putting something on it. Okay. You know, we're, we're making uh, double batches of sauce. We're noodles. We're doing everything. Yeah. Everything is, is just almost a double up. If we got room for it in a cooler somewhere or, you know, able to safely store it, 
you know, we're, we're doing it. And, um, and, and that's really about the only way we can do what we do. You know, I mean, I've just analyzed it from every direction and, um, this is really about the only way that we can, we can do what we're doing as, as shorthanded, <laughs> as, as shorthanded as we are, because, you know, everybody <clears throat> usually eats about the same time. Everybody kind of gets hungry about the same time. You know, you guys know y'all have been in the middle of it. That's why I came up there early the other night when I got, you got did. some food from you. You I'm did. Like, yep. This tank was like, I really want to go to Harpoons tonight. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's order now mm-hmm. before and avoid the chaos wave that comes up at five o'clock. That's right. <laughs> and I don't know if y'all have seen it, but out there on my um, digital sign, we've got order early. You know, I, I'm telling everybody, you know, place your call it in now. Yeah. <laughs> even if you want to eat it in the middle of dinner, six 30 or whatever, then call me at four o'clock and just say, Hey, I want to come by at six 30 and pick up. Don't wait till six o'clock to go, you know, Hey, I want to come by and pick up. You know, hundred dollars worth of food because it probably ain't going to happen on your time schedule. Yeah, you know, and um, we had several, um, several birthday parties. We had, um, you know, we do the 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 big giant pizzas. You know, largest pizza in the well, state. I saw you did one of those. Yeah. yeah, we've done several of. We did several of them this weekend, um, and a couple last week also. You know, we you know we're doing those. It's hard to work those in when you have an oven full already. Mm, man, it, it takes up the better part of the oven. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, when they want something, uh, a certain design on it or something like that, Personalized. You know, once it, yeah, once it comes out, I mean, you know, depending on what that is, you know, that's at least 15 to 30 minutes afterwards, you know, of me just dedicated all my time, you know, strictly just to one pizza. So it's, uh, it was, it's just, how big is it? 30 inches? 30 inches. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the size bit. of most, most people's door. You've had, they've had to take doors off the hinges to get that pizza in some people's houses. They've had to move furniture. Yeah. It's a big pizza. Yeah. The, the very first one we ever delivered, um, I took it over to the apartment complex that's next to us and, um, the guy had to move his recliner <laughs> to, to open <laughs> his door all the way. Get this pizza in the house. Uh-huh. And I thought, and I knew then I was like, Oh yeah, if you got to move furniture to get this thing in, man, we, it's, I think it's going to be successful. Uh, I think like the last time I worked for you I had that Jeep. Yeah, I had to deliver one one night. I had to take the back seat out of it to fit it in, <laughs> fit it in so it would lay flat in the Jeep. It's We're going to put my rear seat at. Yeah. I'm loading this thing up. And I, you know, and I always, especially people that have never had it before, never seen it, you know, and they're, and they're getting it for a kid's birthday party or whatever. I always tell them, like, man, this is going to make a great picture, especially if you've got a little kid. You know, and you have that little kid holding this big One piece of pizza. slice. Yeah. It's yeah. bigger than its head. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's about half the size of them. It's like, you know, when, when a little kid holds this huge fish up, you know, you just like make the fish look even bigger. But, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, uh, it's been pretty chaotic at work, uh, just because of that. Of course, now this weekend I had, I contacted all the, the kids that have worked for me that have said they wanted to work again or whatever. I had one of them. Say yes, man. I, I'm, you know, I've, I've got a kid. I've, I've, I've got another one on the way. Blah blah. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll be there. When do you need me? I need some extra cash. And I, I was like, okay, great, man. I'm, I need you, man, at eleven o'clock in the morning, so we can kind of, kind of get started on some of the prep work stuff. Boom. Nothing. No call. No show. No nothing. And I'm just, just red, man. I'm just like, just, oh, I don't God. understand people saying, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do, and then just like. Vanish. I know. You I'm know. Saying, why not just say no? Right. Or why not just say? I mean, you know, I got something else to do, or or anything. I mean, just just be honest. Golly. 
But that's just kind of this guy. I mean, he's just a just a shady rascal anyway. And <laughs> that's how desperate you are. I'll take the outlaws. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just looking for a heartbeat. Somebody man that can wash dishes. You know what I mean? I mean, heck, you can't really mess that up too bad. So I was just kidding about taking care of my kid. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. He'll be fine. Yeah. What about you, Jet? Anything crazy going on this week? No. More of the same bullshit? Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, we did have a... a <clears throat> something going on with uh like I, I mentioned i think i mentioned turning point brands right. last time they sue. uh they they pulled their um they're not suing because okay. they apparently got a letter from the fda saying that hey um we're going to we're going to bring you back in oh that's kind of them because they threatened them and called them on their bullshit nice so uh so they're back in and uh uh, I'm hoping to Wait, see that keep trending. By that, back end, do you mean that they got their stuff approved or they're no, going to no, let no, them no. submit again? Well, they don't have to submit again because they've, they've already gone through all that. Um, <clears throat> but I don't know exactly what's going on with them. But once they threatened with a lawsuit, the FDA was like, okay, they're, they're calling us on some capricious stuff. Yeah. So... <clears throat> I think that's what got them to say, okay, hang on before you sue us and win. Um, let's, let's bring you back in and we'll, we'll, we'll give you a fair shake. So, you know, that company has a lot of money to throw around. They do. Um, but if they do it for them on the, on that, on the grounds that it was capricious, then they kind of have to do it for a lot of other people. Hell yeah. Damn Um, right. Because they're going to be suing for the same thing. Now, I meant to ask you last week when you talked about the lawsuits and everything. Mm-hmm. Didn't Views sue the government and win years ago? Enjoy. 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 Yeah. yeah. If, if you want to support a, a, I shouldn't say true vape company, a vape company who stuck it to the government and won it, support Enjoy, N-J-O-Y. They can find a lot of their stuff at gas stations, I think, over-the-counter type stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they stood up for themselves, and they won a lawsuit against the government. They stood a few up years for back. everybody. Yeah, I mean they they really took the hit on that, and uh, it it probably saved the rest of that year for all these other companies, honestly, because they were right there at the table with everybody else. But they took the heat. Why did the government not? Well, it's a kind of a dumb question, but you, it may be more to it. Why didn't the FDA allow like grandfathering in of devices that were made before uh, December thirty first of twenty twenty? I have no idea. I mean, wouldn't that have been a yeah a lot if you're going to start doing stuff well, like? Well, it went back further than that. Um, because well, at first it was if your pro- if you didn't have a product on the market, I think before the first um, the first deadline, which was. August 8th of 2016, uh, all the way back to like, they were, they were looking at like 2007 and the only thing on the market then was like blue. Hmm. It was all owned by tobacco companies. Right. So that kept their tax money, right? Oh, they were going to ban everything back to when blue and shit started to my knowledge. Well, that's my whole thing is that, I mean, it was, if your product wasn't on the market, then they put in 
you know, they came out of several years later with the PMTAs. Mm-hmm. So that gave everybody making their stuff, a, you know, a shot to get their product. A shot, quote. Sheen. Right. You know, it, a, a shot to get their product seen uh, or tested. Uh, and we thought, cool. You know, if they if they test these products, they're definitely going to see a stark difference between vaping and smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't do that. They sent everybody a letter telling them that they got denied. And then they they got threatened with a lawsuit and backed off. Yeah. So. No, I just, if they were going to start doing this thing, you know, um, I was starting to say if I was the head of the FDA, but if I was the head of the FDA, there'd be no rules. <laughs> You'd be able to sell whatever you wanted to. Yeah. Um, but even as a, con- a conservative toward it, I guess you could say, okay, when it, if you want to put in regulation, say, okay, we're going to regulate this now and we're not going to allow any more businesses start until we get this sorted out. So if your market hadn't, if your product hadn't been on the market by December 31st of 2020, uh, we're going to cut off anything new mm-hmm. while we test everything else that's been made before this can still be sold and still, and still be tested and everything things normal stuff right but they didn't they just started saying no to everybody mm-hmm. and see so that's just that's what pisses me off because you're burying we've said it a million times you're killing an entire industry a huge industry yeah massive and could be even bigger yeah and and if they you know if they don't screw this up which <laughs> they will <laughs> it could, i mean it honestly could save people's lives yeah you know it's just it's that it's that positive a technology that could that helps people. That's what gets me yeah. about you. You're, you're not in it for the buck or for the fame or for you know. No, the money's a bonus. You're you're you you've know? always been about hey, this could help. Maybe help me kick. Helped you kick cigarettes. Helped Nancy kick cigarettes. Help help Tink kick cigarettes. Yeah. You know it's it's and millions of other people. Oh yeah, you know. So I just happen to know some. <laughs> Well, man, I'm, I'm, it's good news for once. We're getting, yeah, we're getting I mean, from we'll, it. We'll see where they go with it. Um, There's one thing we know that the government's full of pussies. So sure, yeah. Um, my week uh, was work-wise was good. I was telling Harpoon earlier. I had I had the hardest time sleeping this week. Just horrible, just sporadic. Um, work was so cool. Um, had to do a couple extra drops every night on the way back from my. My main stop. Other than that, it was nice and quiet with a whole lot of shit going on until Wednesday or Thursday morning. I was an hour away from getting off work. I was like, let's kneel on the ball. Let's run this clock out. You know, by five o'clock, if there's nothing going on, my night's pretty much over. And so five o'clock hit, I went out there and I cleaned out the van, got all my stuff out, you know, put, put my key in the drawer Logged off, logged off my my work phone, plugged it up. Five oh five, the one hospital that I absolutely hate, um, the one in in your alumni town, uh, <laughs> that tells you anything, yeah. Harpoon. Um, got a call from him. I, I, I told told Jeff this story the other day when I went and, went and saw him. I made a I made a sell at his shop the day too, using my salesmanship and sold a. A product while I was standing there. Just <laughs> the one with the Checks light. in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> my, 
commission check. Yeah. It's the one with the light switch. <laughs> That's it, yeah. I wouldn't stand by the mailbox waiting on or anything, but <laughs> it'll be there. <laughs> um, so I'm sitting there, 505, phone rings, management service, you know. It's so-and-so from this hospital. I'm like, all right, but I can't stand this guy. I'm, I'm, are you watch Lord of the Rings at all? Hmm. Okay. There's a character on there named, what's his name? Um, There's a lot of characters. No. <laughs> uh, Precious's. Smeagol. Smeagol, yeah. This really goblin-looking guy. This is what this guy looks like. Little scrawny hair. Half, he's younger than I am. Hair's always halfway fell. He talks like this right here on the phone. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Hango's ASMR channel. <laughs> um, he talks like this right here. Hey, this is from... When am I going to get that order I put in yesterday? He had ordered an irradiated platelet to be transfused on t- on Thursday. He ordered it stock. You make a stock order with our company, we have 24 hours to get it to you. If you order something ASAP, we have four hours to get it out the door and get to them. Mm-hmm. If they order it stat, we get an hour to get it prepared and get it out the door. Okay. Those ASAP and stat orders carry an additional charge. It's so much for it's so much of a flat fee. Plus, if you're outside of this certain like a certain mile radius, it's so much every other mile or every mile. And so I'm like, well, you ordered that platelet stock, so um, it'll be there within 24 hours of when you ordered it. Well, I ordered it yesterday, and it's been 24 hours. So when's it going to be here? I said, well, it's 24 hours from the time you ordered it. So if you ordered it at 11 yesterday morning, it'll be there by 11 this morning. Well, I said it needed to be here by the a.m. I said, well, it's the a.m. until 11.59. So it'll be there within 24-hour time frame of when you ordered it. Five-second beat hung up on me. What? Now, look, I can deal with a lot of stuff. I can deal with yelling and screaming and carrying on and pitching a fit. But when somebody hangs up on you, that's like the biggest disrespect. Am I, am I right or am I right? Oh, yes yeah. or yes? Yeah, yeah. Phone, <laughs> phone manners, man. You got to. Jeez. If he would have said okay and hung up, I'd have been okay with it. But after I told him that, he waited and then click. Well, my head almost exploded. <laughs> I was so damn. I know it was red. I was so damn mad. So I spun around in my chair and pulled up pulled up my email client and text my and sent my boss an email. I said, he did this at this time. Answering service took the call. You can reference them what time the call came in. This is what was said. And I said, you know, I can deal with a lot. I believe in service in the customer, for sure. But I'm not going to be disrespected like that. I, I'm not going to stand for it. And so I went on, went to bed after six o'clock hit, got home, got in the bed. I slept like from 7.30 till about 11. Woke up and my boss had texted me like at 8.02. So she saw, she got to work and saw my email <laughs> and then texted me. Like, as soon as she walked in, she checked it. And then she wrote, I'll be talking to that person's director today. There's no need in that. I said, look, I'm not trying to start up a bunch of stuff, but I'm just, not, I'm not going to deal with it. Oh, and after I got the, after he hung up on me, I got to see what time he put in his order the day before. 
he put in his order at 9.54. So we had till 9.54 that morning to get them that order. Should have spit in his platelet. <laughs> well, it wouldn't what he is. is. Yeah. <laughs> it's for some cancer patient. I'm not an asshole. Come on. Uh, yeah, that was a restaurant joke. <laughs> not my restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like I said, I can deal with a lot of shit. I can put up with a lot of shit. I have. Um, but I'm not going to somebody that somebody that size ain't going to treat me like that. I told told the boss, like, if you don't want to handle it, I'll go work it out with him. We'll figure things out. You know what I mean? You, 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 you figured some things out with some guys before, right? We figured it out. Yeah. Went out and figured it out, right? Figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good to figure out things with people sometimes. See, I've heard some stories about you when you were young, Harpoon. Oh man. Now, you know, like the. One of your best friends from high school was my pastor for a while. Right. <laughs> and there were stories about you rubbing some some guy's face on a brick wall or something. There was some, there was some, <laughs> what are you laughing about? I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, it was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, that, yeah, but obviously, man, you weren't fixing to, you know, I mean, this guy, it was, it was great though. The, it was great that your boss had your back. Oh, yes. Yeah, she always does. You know, for and, sure. And she was like going through the right, proper channels, you know, saying, hey, I'm going to talk to his supervisor and things like that. Yeah. Well, she told me, like, I went there for that meeting today, but mm-hmm. she told me I didn't have to be there before I could go home, which yeah, was right. nice of her. Um, she told me today, she's like, this is not the first kerfuffle we've had with him mm-hmm. doing stuff like this to employees. Um, so, yeah, that's what my boss, man, uh, one of the top five bosses I ever had. Top three. I mean, she's if if you say something, she goes to bat for you. And if she tells you something, yeah. she don't back out on it. Right. You know, she promises you something or that you need to do this. There's no miscommunication with her. I mean, she is she's on the ball, which which makes a a huge difference. Yeah. I had a um, a close friend of mine this week. Uh, she was out with her daughter and uh, sitting at the bar. Um, the restaurant that they were at were, was super busy, and that was the bar was the quickest place for them to get a, a seat. They're sitting there waiting on their meal, and across the bar is is this older guy who's having a few drinks, but he's just staring staring at them, you know, um, and and not in a not in a polite, you know. In a menacing way. Yeah, well, yeah. Or a sexual way. But, yeah, very creepy, very <laughs> whatever. So um, I get this text, and uh, she's she's telling me that, hey, you know, this this is happening, you know. And uh, my, my very first instinct, man, the very first thing I wrote back was, hey, man, do I do you mean to come up there and straight, you know, do you mean to come straighten it out? We'll go figure it out. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I'll be glad to, you know, hey. Where's the closest brick wall? <laughs> <laughs> Give him the old but, cheese grater. But, uh, <laughs> The uh, but then I, I realized, man, I was like, okay, man, let me, let's just hang, just hang tight, just for a second, man. So I, I I sent her another text and told her, I said, look, you know, if this is really an issue, man, what you need to do is, is talk to the manager of the restaurant and let him. That's the proper channel. I mean, you know, go through the proper channel. But gut gut instinct was to, hey, man, you know, tap the guy on the shoulder and be like, hey, you know, that's that's just not appropriate because she was there with a younger younger child you know and yeah. and and in the and her little and her and her daughter was even noticing it she's like and he's making her daughter uncomfortable yeah you know so yeah i mean you know there's just, there's just no reason for any any kind of stuff like that but i'm really glad to hear man your boss man has got you know has got things like that under control and dude she kills it 
always. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked for a large retailer for a while. We put in vacation time there, and they would wait. I'd have to go get a manager and pull them into my office and make them sit down at the computer and approve my vacation time. Yeah, because it's always go have them do it or go have her do it or go have him do it or what. No, motherfucker, I put it in. Come in here in my office, either approve it or deny it, so I can put in another one. Right. I started working in this joint place I work at now. First time I took vacation, I put in my my time my my time for vacation. I stuck it in her door. When I got work work the next day, checked my email. She had approved it and sent me a sent me a like a scan of it being approved. I'm like, damn, that was quick. That's you know, right. when I instead of having to like wrangle somebody up to do it, she was and she's on it. Like, I put in vacation time the last time I was going to be off. And uh, she got back that day. She's like, this has already been taken. But the week before or week after is open if you want it. You know, it's like, yeah, I'll take the week after. And she she did it. Bingo. You know, just, she's always been like that. Um, Having people in your corner, especially, you know, um, people that you work with. I mean, you always want to have... You know, you want to have, have everybody's back. You want to work as a team. You know, this passing the buck stuff, like you were saying earlier, go talk to this person, go talk to that person. I mean, that's just, golly, man, you know, y'all know. I mean, heck, we're I'm always, you know, at, at my shop going, hey, man, you know, we're we're working as a family. We're working oh, together. For sure. You know, yep. you, you definitely got this guy's back. If he's overwhelmed with something, man, and you're, you, you've got your stuff under control, man, jump in and Get help Get a hand out. in. Hell yeah. That's, that's dip. Um, now, that, that was, that's. Having a manager, having a boss that's got a true open door policy, I hear all the, all these managers. Hey, we're we're all a family here, you know. Or you can come talk to me anytime, you know. Half of them don't mean it. it my boss does. I mean, she yeah. she is just a from, from from the time I interviewed with the company, she's always been super super good. And like our um our divisions. HR lady who'd like train me and stuff remembers everything about me. Nice. Uh, she sent me an email the other day to, to change some stuff on a, on a, like a HR form. I forgot what it was. Something for taxes or something like that. I wanted to make sure it was correct. I said, yeah, everything's good. You know, you show it back. Great. No, I hadn't heard from you in a while. How's Tink doing? Oh, this, you know, she, like, she remembered our dogs and stuff. You know, wow. she, she's got a, it's a really good, a really good memory. And this company, while it is a huge nationwide company, um, everybody in management, my boss's boss, I was sitting over here one night getting ready to do a show, and I got the phone call from the city. I was like, I don't know anybody up there, <laughs> you know, except for work, and I've got their number in my financial day. It was him. And, of course, it was, one of my night, it was my first night off of the week. It was on a, on a Thursday night. I was like, hello? He's like, hey, this is so-and-so from, I was like, oh, what's going on? He's like, it's called. I was like, I'm probably gonna get fired if if my boss's boss is calling me. You know, right. getting fired on my day off like Friday. Uh, I was like, you know, I was like, hey, what, what can I do for you? He's like, well, I just wanted to call you because my boss was on vacation at this time, and they were doing our yearly merit raises. He's like, I didn't want to bother you while you were sleeping during your your week of working. And he goes, I'm gone by the time you're getting up, going to work. So I'm gonna see if I can talk to you right quick. I'm like, man, go for it. If you're giving me money. <laughs> Let's bang it out, you know. And me and him had like a good fifteen minute conversation. And then the next week, I actually met him for the first time, just by chance. He was coming in to to like the, my first stop as I was getting ready to leave, 
He's like, it's got finally good to put a face to the name. You know, if I talked to you on the phone, I've never seen you in person. There, I'm sure there's assholes that work for this company, but I don't know a lot of them. That's great. You know, everybody that I work with in, in a close fashion, day in, day out, we all try to help each other out. And we know if hard. you can't spot the asshole. You are the asshole. Are. <laughs> <laughs> We've had some in there, but luckily they've all uh, they've all learned that you know if you're not going to you're not going to play with the team here, you're going to have to go on. We had a lady quit doing my you know my job. Mm-hmm. It ain't. I mean, it can be a little stressful, but ninety percent of the time, everything is fucking cool. Mm-hmm. This lady was so friggin' lazy. All you got to do is drive a van. It's not like we're out there like in a steel mill or something, you know? And uh, she quit to go work for the Postal Service delivering mail. Damn, I would think that would be even more stressful. It is the worst. It's like, you know, Dingo worked as a as a uh, relief carrier for a while. Right. Doesn't he still do that part-time or something? No, with his new job, oh, with new, he, oh, he, yeah, he yeah, can't. Okay. The hours are just not going not, not to work. I got you. Um, but... He had told me before, this girl drove slow as shit. You know. Me, on the other hand, Leadfoot Larry out there, you know, <laughs> tearing up the interstate. Um, she always drove super slow, take mul- multiple breaks while she was on a run, just pull every 20 miles, pull off and sit around for five minutes. Um, she took this job at the Postal Service delivering mail and Dingo's like, oh, she is not going to be happy. And we get paid. We get paid pretty well where I work at. Mm-hmm. Pretty fair wage. Um, the Postal postal Service, they get paid per day. Your your route price, whatever it is. So if it takes you three hours to do the route or it takes you 12 hours to do the route, you're getting paid the same. Wow. Yeah. And I said, man, by the time she gets done with that route, she should be making so much less money. <laughs> yeah, I bet that is a, a lot more stressful. And unless you want to start hustling. I mean. And people like that, man, aren't just all of a sudden going to be a hustler. Oh, no. You know. Everything is slow. But she's like this. She'll be like the stereotypical government worker. Super slow motion. No big rush or anything. Hmm. I'll get there when I get there. You know, she's that kind of person. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have much use for those guys. No. Oh man, we didn't even hit her. Me and uh, me and Jut here are enjoying uh, some fine craft beer since <sighs> Harpoon's doing sober in October again, mm. like a real loser. Yeah, twenty one years. You want to get high? <laughs> I do, but holler back at me in a couple of weeks, okay. man. <laughs> um, I picked up a couple six packs today. I'm drinking Berserker mode. From Southern Prohibition Brewing in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. It is a Baltic porter with coffee and cocoa. Um, I'm not getting a lot of the cocoa, but I'm getting a shit ton of the coffee off of it. It's super, super coffee flavored, but it is a Baltic porter. Uh, Jut is drinking, what is that? Rebellion Red Lager. From uh, Yellow Hammer Brewery in Huntsville, Alabama. What do you think about Yellow, about the Rebellion Red? It's good. Um, just a kind of reminds me of a. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had the like the Killian Red. Okay. That's Similar. Kinda what it, that's kind of what it reminds me of. That or the um, <clears throat> the Irish Red mm-hmm. by Sam Adams. Yep. 
Very similar. Pretty so, good. So really a, good though. Just as a guy, man, that, that doesn't drink a lot of craft stuff. Yeah, that type of stuff. What is a what's a red beer? What is what's that? I mean, that's a good you, question. I mean, uh, what's yeah. the what's the flavor that you're picking out that says that that reminds you of that red beer or the other red beer? Well, it's a lager, which like uh, Budweiser mm-hmm. is an American lager. Okay. When you think of a typical American beer, am I wrong on this? No, that's right. You think of a typical American beer, Coors, um, Budweiser, those are lagers. I think Miller's actually a Pilsner, I believe. Yeah. Um, usually kind of light. Got it. A lighter, lighter flavor to it. Uh-huh. And the porter, that's that's more Porter is like a Guinness. It's black. It's a thicker. Yeah. More of a meal. Just dark uh, because they the porters are – they pretty much burn the hops or burn the barley. I can't remember. One of the I two remember got burnt. <laughs> That's how it came about. When Arthur Guinness was getting his brewing thing going on, mm-hmm. he yeah, burned. Thanks for screwing up that batch. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it a whole lot. <laughs> he burned a batch and nobody wanted it. So he took it down to the porters who worked on the docks in Dublin and they all loved it. Wow. So that's how dark beers became known as porters because the only people who drink it was the the poor porters down on the docks. How cool. Yeah, see? History lessons with Hango. Hey. Shout out to Tate. <laughs> no horses were harmed. No, no horses were harmed. <laughs> in the harmed making of Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's our craft beer stuff. We'll switch out here when we take a break. Uh, this one here is it's it's similar to um, Gotta Get Up to Get Down. You know, it's but it don't have the the, the creaminess, yeah the, yeah, the milk flavor to it. Uh, I think the cocoa is like a, a dark, dark chocolate. It gives it a lot, of, a good bit of bitterness to it, mm-hmm. which porters have already got plenty of. But uh, it's it's pretty good. I enjoy it. What's the ABV on that one? Oh, not enough to get me drunk. Apparently, shit, you know I'm blind. I can't read this shit. Oh. <laughs> He pulls out a spotlight. You're getting blinded over there? <laughs> Jig and I both are like, ooh. Beer <laughs> eclipse over there. Having <laughs> I don't, um, oh, here it goes. Uh, 8.5. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Hang, it was getting one, loose. The, the Rebellion's a uh, 5.4. Pussy. <laughs> so, it's supposed pretty, to be pretty normal for a lager, I would think. Yeah, this one right here is like drinking canned wine. <laughs> 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 you want to do some news? Oh, yeah. So hit a little close to home for you here. Facing employee shortage, Raisin Canes are putting their corporate staff to work as fry cooks and cashiers. Raisin Canes is getting creative as it deals with a major shortage of workers. The fast food chain is sending corporate staff to work in restaurants, Bloomberg reported. Starting this week, about half of Raisin Canes office employees will work as fry cooks and cashiers and also help with hiring new employees. The company's trying to hire 10,000 new workers in the next 50 days. Good luck. Good luck. (laughs) More information about the jobs here. So, yeah. Well, that's great, man. I mean, that, I mean, I think that's, I think that's good on a couple of levels. You know, it'll, it'll give the, um, the office worker a little bit more of an insight on kind of the day to day operation of the business and, and hands on and kind of give them a feel for actually what's, what what's going on with the company um from the ground level and then uh you know of course them trying to to hire that many people um 
I don't know really kind of where they're based, but I mean, there's tons of people coming across the border, man, that would damn, you know, dump a batch of fries for them. I'm sure. But, they don't want to, why would you do if I if I'm an illegal immigrant coming across the border? I want something I can get cash in hand, no taxes. I want to do that now as an American citizen. <laughs> you know, that's I've had to help one sign out for damn two years. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just it's such a competitive market. If people want a job right now. They can fucking get one, hundred percent, and get money thrown at them because yeah. anybody's looking for help right now. Yep. I actually saw a five hundred dollars signing bonus at McDonald's. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I did some catering in a in a neighboring a couple of cities over down south, and uh, this week, and as I was going through their town to go to the doctor's office, I was taking food to. I I. Past their McDonald's and out front's a big banner, five hundred dollars signing bonus. I'm like, man, that's five hundred bucks to even to work at McDonald's. I'm gonna tell you what, man, our McDonald's is super slow. Oh it, yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, just oh my, oh my goodness. I think they were offering that at Sprint Mart at one time too. Oh really? I'm not mistaken. I, I think I saw a sign when they were. They're always hiring though. Yeah, I mean, it's a revolving door there, but. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I, I I go there pretty much every morning to get coffee, and uh, pretty sure I saw the sign at one point that said five hundred dollars sign on. It may have been, it actually may have been a thousand. It was five hundred or a thousand. So um, I mean, I'm assuming that that's probably got to have some sort of a work here for this long. And I then, would I would think you know, so, and they probably break it yeah. down and pay you each week out of that, and not all at once. Yeah, you know, you know what? The first time I went to the Bahamas, I was talking to our one of our guys down there. That took care took care of us. This guy was in his twenties, you know, mid twenties probably. And this was in two thousand and eight when all this shit was housing crisis. People were losing jobs, all this kind of stuff. And um, he he said something about. He said, "You know, he goes things are. The Bahamas is a very poor country, not so much in Nassau, but like in the outer islands, a lot of poverty. There's some in Nassau too." Uh, but not as widespread as some of the outer islands. And he said, you know, it's not like America where everybody's got a job. And I said, hold up. <laughs> I said, what'd you say? He's like, you know, like in a, you know, y'all, y'all have, have jobs. I was like, no, we don't like, really. I mean, he was shocked. He goes, do what? I said, man, I said, it's not like that. I said, with the housing crisis and everything, everything going, the, the financial crisis going on. I said, a lot of people were having a hard time finding a job. He said, man, I thought everybody in America had a job. And I figured, if, he said, I just thought if you wanted one, you went out and got a new job. I said, no, man. It ain't. But that's that's the idea the rest of the world has about this country. Or used to have anyway. Or, yeah. You know, that, you know, everybody's got a house and 2.5 kids and the, the whole shebang. We're born with that, you know, and it's it's not. It's not true, but the rest of the world's like, you know, Americans have got it made. They've all got good paying jobs and this is going on and that's going on. It was a kind of an eye opener for me. I never considered, I never thought about people in other countries thinking that we all had jobs and we all went and bought a house. Right. Um, but it's just, a lot of countries, it's next to impossible to buy houses. There's not 30 year mortgages. Right. You know, that's a very American thing, the 30, 40 year mortgage. That's unheard of. That's why in so many other foreign countries, uh, they have multi-generational houses. 
like in Japan, it's it's grandparents, kids, and their and grandkids all living under one roof because only they only they can afford a house and get it paid off. Korea is next to impossible to buy a house. Uh, in a lot of countries, it's kind of inherited, and people are still paying on it, or it's been paid off for years, and they don't let it go. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> just another way we're kind of kind of blessed in this country with a lot of things like that. Yeah. You know. And now we have jobs hanging on trees, and nobody wants to go pick them. That's crazy. I don't. I don't know, man. <clears throat> Parents want high school principal removed for listening to Iron Maiden. What? what? <laughs> high school students are rallying behind their metalhead principal. A number of concerned parents have been petitioning to have her removed for st- stating on her personal Instagram profile that she listens to Iron Maiden. Students at Eden High School in St. Catharines, Ontario, have started a petition to keep the principal, Ms. Sharon Burns, in the institution's administrative office, saying she spreads nothing but love and kindness and is probably one of the best and most enthusiastic principals the school has ever had. The student's petition is a response to the petition laid out by a number of parents who are obviously not Iron Maiden fans of some of the students who claim the following. As concerned parents with impressionable children at Eden High School in St. Catharines, Ontario, were deeply disturbed at the principal assigned to the school blatantly showed satanic symbols and her allegiance to satanic practices on her public social media platforms where all the students can see them under her at Eden principal account, not her personal account. Our school's based on inclusion and openly displaying satanic symbols on the public social media platform that directly goes against the principles of the vast majority of families who represent the school is not inclusive. So yeah, she went to an Iron Maiden concert and was throwing up the horns. Like they were like tailgating before the, before here, here it is. There she is like tailgating before the concert. They got, they got their Eddie flag up, Wow, you know, and she, she's got her Iron Maiden hat and her shirt and she's just going to a concert. You know? Yeah. And these parents lost their shit. And, and so she posted that on the school website? Yeah, she, she, she posted it like on, on the principal's Instagram page they had made for her to post on. They uh, the, the kids wrote back and said, you know, this stuff's been going on. Um, she's one of the most inclusive teachers that they have. Uh, this school is not a Christian school. It's a public school. And that she has made the school a more diverse place. She actually turned one of the spare classrooms into a prayer room for their Muslim students. They have to pray you know, three times a day during, during the school hours. So she made them a whole prayer room they could just have for themselves. They have privacy to do their prayers. And so, yeah, the parents want this devil-worshiping teacher out of school. That's that's just retarded. <laughs> I mean, for real. I thought it, it, that's her. That's her own time. She's doing her own thing on her own time. And I mean, who cares? You know what? I mean, what she does on her own time. It's a daggum concert. Everybody's going to go get a little, you a little know, crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you're out there. You're having a. You know, you're getting amped up to go. I mean, you guys are rock stars, man. You know how it is, man. The <laughs> The you know the the crowd they're excited to see you. you well, how know? about you? Man, when you went to Vegas and, and got to see Guns N' Roses, yeah, 
I mean, I know you lost your shit because you're a huge fan. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. And for them to, to be, you know, I don't know, just that's, that sounds, that sounds like they're, they're picking and choosing what it is they're wanting to be okay. Yeah. You know, it's okay for them to have Muslim gimmicks going, but she can't have, you know, and it's not like she was saying, hey, man, you know. Let's go kill a goat. Yeah. Or, or, <laughs> yeah. Or having any kind of uh, anything else. I mean, it was just a. Meanwhile, their kids are dancing on TikTok to WAP. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you grew up during the whole satanic panic thing during the 80s. Right. You know, I heard it as a child. Mm-hmm. You know, the stranger danger. They're going to kidnap you and kill you for the devil. Sure. You know, you got, you were in the house, you were in high school in the eighties, right? Yeah. I can't remember what year you graduated. Yeah. 83. But I'm sure you heard all that shit. Oh yeah. They, uh, they wouldn't let Kiss come to our, our local town, our local, <laughs> our local city. And That's boy, when I was in high school. Yeah. You know, um, I was they, in junior high, I guess. Yeah. They were all, you know, Motley Crue. They're like, oh my gosh, you know, they're. It's, I'm just like, man, y'all guys are just just cool out. I mean, do I think, your thing. I think Jackal opened for Kiss when they when they came around here, <laughs> and like the old ass mayor they had in that time, they put out flyers, and supposedly the, the lead guy Jackal had like a like a, a the union suit, like a you know like the thermal underwear, the whole body suit, right, right, right. and he had the uh, the trap door on the back. <laughs> He had popped the trap door open on stage and it, I mean, wiped it, his ass with it. It was one of the, it was one of the local pastors. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. It I was couldn't remember who it was. Reverend Wildman, I think was the guy's <laughs> name. And he was in charge of like this whole big thing that they're gonna boycott the show or oh, picket yeah. the show or whatever. Everything, yeah. 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 It was it was pretty tripped out. A girl I was dating at the time went to that show. And uh <laughs> she said they got inside. You had like the, the arena's got like those big plate glass windows all the way around, mm-hmm. you know, the side. And so she said she's standing there, gotta get some popcorn or something to eat or whatever. And people are like on the windows, you're going to hell. You're going. She's like, I just want some popcorn. That's great. I, I don't want to hear a kiss play Beth. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, and it's kind of coming back now with all, everything is the devil. Everything is wrong. And I'm just like, Get over yourself, Jesus. All right, let me see what this what this lady says here. Uh, a Fresno, a mom received four point nine million dollar judgment in police shooting, is arrested for gun trafficking. Now I read this. This lady, her her son, got shot by police, and it was ruled as an unjust shooting. So the Fresno police, the judge awarded her four point nine million dollars. Her son was 16 years old when it happened. Um, he ran away from the officers when they were trying to detain him, and they shot him in the back. It was a bad shooting, you know. Uh, and so apparently she spent some of this money on illegal act, illegal gang activity. Uh, she uh, Quote, she has continued now to take the money from her settlement that she received from the city of Fresno to buy a home where she lives in addition to spending thousands of dollars on guns that she in turn gave to her 14-year-old son to distribute to gang members. So this is multiple federal charges. You know, number one, she's a straw buyer, which is highly illegal. And number two, she's supplying firearms to a child. And number three, she's supplying firearms to a criminal organization. (laughs) (laughs) 
why not just take that four million dollars and move off somewhere or or just you know and, and just start a new life or just do something different well, that's why? the thing i mean she's probably her whole family is probably tied to whatever gang this is god you know yeah and so i mean i, I worked with guns mm-hmm. for a while you know Never told this story right here before. This is a good one. We always had to look out for straw buyers. That was always an issue. Uh, people would send people who had records would send people in who were clean to buy firearms for them. And it was, you know, when you fill out, you fill out like the the yeah. form, yeah. you know, the background check. Just yeah. filled it out. I filled it out multiple times. There's questions they ask you on there. And you're supposed to be truthful on them. Well, one of them is like. Are you, do you do you abuse? Are you addicted to any of the following drugs? And one, the first one is marijuana. And there were a ton of guys who would come in there reeking of marijuana, wanting to buy a gun. I'm like, bro, I cannot sell you a gun. Well, they're not going to know. I'm like, it don't fucking matter if they know. My boss is going to know when he comes out here to check this to okay this sale, and you reek of marijuana, and you check no on that question because you're apparently a user of marijuana. I don't have anything against it, but the federal government does right now. I'm not going to lose our license over selling you a gun, yeah. you know. But one day, it was around lunch. I was in there, kind of a slow morning. It's like on a Tuesday or something. And uh, a couple came in, man and woman. And they looked very redneckish, as was our common clientele, you know. A little rough around the edges, but, you know, nice enough people. Mm-hmm. We were talking, and... And uh, so, what can I help y'all find today? She's like, I want to buy him a shotgun for his birthday. That's totally legal. I can buy you a gun for your birthday. I can tell you, I can tell the, the person I'm buying for, I'm buying this for Harpoon for his birthday. That's a totally legal sale. I said, okay, let's find y'all a shotgun. What are you interested in? What, you know, you want a 410 or a 20 gauge or a 12 gauge? I want a 12 gauge. All right, let's look at the 12 gauges. We'll go over there. You want semi-auto? You want semi-automatic? You want single shot? You want pump? Looking for a pump? Here's our pumps right here. Whole wall full of pump shotguns, twelve gauge. Look through them. Look through them. Look through them. He picked a moderate price one, three hundred dollars shotgun. I mean, not bottom of the barrel, but not not a Benelli or anything. All right, man, let's get you fixed up. So go over there, and since she was she was the one purchasing it, we did the background check on her. And so uh, I give her the form. We're filling it out and everything. And now you can do those NICS checks online. You just go on there. Everybody's got their own login. You go in there and you log in as, as your dealer and uh, put in all their information from the sheet. And we send it and we get a, we get an instant yes, no, or maybe. Uh, you can get a yes approved, which means they're ready to go through the sale. You can get a no, which means they are totally denied. Or you may get... Um, a what do they call it? Further review, or you may get a delayed. Uh, we got a lot of further reviews because really what they're going off of is your name. And if you've got a very common name, there's a lot of, and they're going to want some more information from you. They're going to want more more details, and you also get a lot of delays for people who've been in the military who had who had. Um, like security clearances that have expired, they might get delayed for three days just just to work out some some stuff. It happens commonly. I always get put under further review, always, when I put in a, do, do a gun check. 
So I put their information in and it came back with further review. Like, okay. You know, what minute it popped up, the phone rang at, at the store. Well, my boss, you know, our wall wasn't all the way to the ceiling behind the counter. Mm-hmm. It was like a little dip over it. Like it wasn't like a full wall. And my boss's office was right behind, right on the other side of that wall from where I was standing. Well, I hear him pick up the phone. He was in the office. I said, it's going to be a few minutes. They're doing, doing a further review. It could be anywhere to 15 minutes at the most. She said, okay, where's that, where's that corner store right next to the shop? She said, we're going to get something to drink. It's, that's totally fun. It's totally cool. And so, no, I, before that happened, I said, it's going to be a couple minutes. The phone rang. He answered it. And uh, I said, it's going to be a couple minutes. And he said, hey, Hango, come here for a second. I said, okay, so I'll be right back. Excuse me. Went around there. <laughs> and <laughs> my boss at the time was from the Bronx, where he was born. He was born in Trinidad and Tobago and then moved to the Bronx when he was like four. So he grew up in New York. Really thick Bronx accident. He's like, it's the FBI. Keep them in the store. They're wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> you know, so I walked back out there and they went up to the jewelry counter at the very front of the store. First thing you see. So I went up there the jewelry. I'm like, can you look at something? You want to check something out? No, we're just, we're just looking, you know, and we got talking. I was just trying to keep them enthralled. Lay said, I think we're going to go next door, get a drink while it's finished up. So that's okay. So go, go right ahead. <laughs> so they walk out the store. I'm just watching to make sure they don't try to run away or something. They go over to the store, go in the store. The minute their asses get in the store, here comes the police down the road. <laughs> they come pulling in, and it's the chief of police in our town uh-huh. and um, one of the other guys, like I went to Sunday school with growing up. They're like, where's this? They just went over to the quick sack. <laughs> go right over there and pick them up. Like, okay, what's going on? So they try to buy a gun. I said, in a parent, she's, they're like, oh, God. I was like, what's going on? They're like, they have federal warrants for drug trafficking. Wow. I'm like, well, they're over there. So my boss comes running out of the back to watch the show. <laughs> so we're all standing up there behind the jewelry cutter, watching across the street. The cops come in, and the cops come out, and they got them both in handcuffs. You know, up against the car, patting them down, doing the whole thing. He's like, my boss is like, what were they thinking? There's no way they didn't know they had a federal warrant from the U.S. Marshals, you know. And so, yeah, these, this week's tip of the week. If you have a federal warrant or you're wanted by the U.S. Marshals, don't try to buy a gun legally. It's the dumbest shit you could do. Because the, the minute you put in that... If you want to know if you have a warrant or not, try to go buy a gun. Yeah, right. <laughs> You'll find out real quick if you've got one or not. <laughs> Let's take a break right quick. Yeah, man. Um, I got uh, this sober in October deal, man, has really, it's really screwing my sleep. You were talking about, you know, your sleep being screwed up and stuff. Right. Oh, my goodness, man. I've been having some crazy dreams. Just, man, I, I've been waking up like at, I don't know, four, five o'clock in the morning and just having just some, man, just some off the wall dreams. Um, And, you know, I mean, I'm sure that I, I dream, you know, most of the time, but dang, during October, man, every October, my, my sleeping is just way off. Well, that's what I hear about a, you know, a lot of people who abstain from substances that they've been doing all year long or whatever, whether it be anything mm-hmm. um, that the dreams come back hardcore. 
Man, I tell you what, they've been waking me. I've been waking up, man, in just a full-blown sweat and have to get up and walk around a little bit, you know, kind of shake it off, you know, and just I've already got my bedroom at like 65, 67 <laughs> degrees, two fan, a ceiling fan, a floor fan going, you know. I mean, it's cool. It's like our room, dude. <laughs> yeah, I like it like that. But, man, I wake up just, mm, man, this this past week was, was rough. I woke up almost every two hours um, for – three or four nights straight, just like, like thinking, Oh my gosh. And, and thinking of, you know, dreaming about people who've passed away, people that, that I, you know, cousins that I only see once a year or something like that. Uh, just real strange events. I had a dream one night, man, that uh, changing a light fixture. <laughs> I'm like, what the? It's the most yeah. random shit. I know, man. I, and y'all know me, man. I'm not very mechanical. So <laughs> me changing out a light fixture. Oh, my goodness. I might as well have been changing a transmission, you know. <laughs> hey, dude. I'm like, what? For is, sure. What is going on? Do you cut out caffeine, too? Do you drink coffee during this? Oh, whole yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. He had a um, jug when he came oh, here tonight. Okay. Yeah. okay. I didn't know if you cut out, like, everything. Well, I mean, I, I mean, anything... Um, I mean, like, yeah, that's, that's like a normal, that's, uh, like, I mean, I, I eat sugar. Like no and, super mind altering. Yeah. Stuff. Nothing, nothing stronger than an aspirin, you know, right. um, basically, unless it's prescribed, you know, I mean, if I have, I've got an arthritis medicine that I take <laughs> and, you know, a prostate medicine and stuff like that, things that are just prescribed, you know, I do, but, <laughs> but no drinking, no, no, and nothing, nothing recreational. No extracurricular. Yeah, nothing recreational. I think Miss Alabama might have just texted you. Uh, you want to uh, give her a shout? Miss Alabama, I'm telling you, hey, check this out, man. Speaking of Miss Alabama and Sober in October, she is, uh, she's doing Sober in October with me. I think she just hit you again. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> is it her? No. No, it's, that's uh, I, I think that's some Snapchat. Madness. Uh, why, why don't Why don't we get her on the air right now? She um, she wants to do the show. I mean, well, she I've, I've mentioned to her a couple times, you know, about 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 doing it, and you know, and, and she's like, well, I don't know what I'd have to add to the show. You know, I'm like, well, why don't you text her right quick and see if she would be willing to take a phone call from us? Yeah. <laughs> Does she use Telegram? I, I don't, I don't. See, if she so. does, she can just hop in. I got, I got the, the, the green room open right now. I'll add her to the green room if she's got Telegram. If not, we yeah. can just, I can just call her here. Uh, we, um, um, uh, <laughs> if I thought you there for a loop now, <laughs> well, <laughs> we had a, we had a, we had a great weekend. Yeah. Well, I, we, wanted, I wanted to get into that. We, so yeah, you said y'all, y'all had a, y'all had a we, good time. We, yeah. We had a great time. Um, <clears throat> we, um, well, first of all, man, she's in, I, mean, I, I find her uh, very attractive on a lot of different levels. Uh, she's, she's very intelligent. She's creative, athletic. Um, she's, she's got a lot, uh, you know, a lot of the same morals. That I saw her picture today, and I, I, you, she has the Hango Show seal of approval. Yeah. Ten out of ten. Yeah, she's she's, she's a cutie. Yeah, and I'm sure she's just as nice as she is good looking. I'm not trying to yeah say that a, that's all she's got going on, but yeah, she. She's very beautiful. She's a sweet lady. Yeah. And very competitive. I, I find that very attractive. And, and, um, so yeah, we, we hung out this weekend and, and, you know, had a great time and, and, you know, everything's moving along. Everything's moving along. Last week I went to, uh, to her yoga class, mm -hmm. you know, she teaches yoga. I really like that. I like the, 
the um, that's something new. I mean, I've done some yoga in the past and stuff, but it's been it's been several years and stuff. But uh, yeah, I really like it. So everything's moving in the right direction. Great, dude. Yeah, I'm 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 really. Um, you know, our friendship, we're building a friendship. We talk a lot. We have, you know, a lot of things in common, you know, a lot of things in our past, um, a lot of things that, you know, we're kind of, you know, family um, ideals, mm-hmm. you know, where, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're aligned a lot, you know. And uh, so, you know, and I, and, you know, we've talked and we're both, you know, what we want. And I told her, I, mean, I was like, man, you know, I'm, I'm looking for something like you guys have, you know, I want to yeah. be friends. I want to be able to hang out and, you know, and stuff, and and uh, so everything's moving in the right direction, man. I'm 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 really at a lot bigger peace than I have been in a long time. So yeah, dude, I'm I'm glad because I'll, I'll be honest, I was I was worried. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I I was afraid that you were getting to the point where you're like, I'm I'm never gonna find anybody, or I'm I'm never gonna gonna have a decent person to even chill out with. Yeah, and it could be. It can be very, uh, you almost get into despair. Like, I'm going to be alone forever. Yeah. You know? Loneliness is something that, you know, um, it can really, it can really mess with you. You know, if you, you know, when you, when you, and, and she and I have had this, this conversation, so I'm not talking out of school. You know, whenever you in the relationship and you're in this routine of, of talking to somebody daily, you know, or maybe texting a couple of times a day or whatever, you just have this, you know, this conversation with this person or, you know, uh, you know, you, you, so you're used to talking to somebody regularly and then all of a sudden the relationship ends or whatever. And then you find yourself going, wow, I don't have somebody to talk to or I have, you know, um, you know, I told her, I was like, you know, I mean, it's, it's different because I, I talk to you guys. I, I hang out with you all and I can call you or go by and see you or whatever and everything's cool. It's just that it's just different, you know, and, and loneliness is something that, you know, I feel like a lot of people deal with or, you know, when they when when they do get to that point, <clears throat> excuse me, or if they get to a point where it's almost a despair, they're just thinking, you know, man, I'm I'm not going to find somebody or or whatever. Um, you know, luckily, uh, I've, I've been using exercise to leave a lot of this stuff there at the gym or, or wherever, you know, I'm I'm doing it. And I've just kind of trained myself to have whatever this is, you know, if it's loneliness or anger or sadness or whatever, and it doesn't necessarily have to come from a, from a breakup or something like that. You know, when, when I, you know, when I lost my dad, Mm. you know, I mean, I had this, this big void, you know, and so I turned to, to exercise to try to, try to leave some of that there as well. You know, so again, I mean, I just highly encourage exercise, man. I mean, you guys have been exercising lately, man. Y'all look great. Thanks. You know, and, um, so I mean it's it's a it's it's really a, a good positive outlet. Yeah, I stopped and saw Judd the other day at the shop, and uh, him in the corner like dude, he he looks like I mean Judd is not a big guy to begin with. Mm-hmm. I mean he's a good medium built guy. He just looked you know, like said, wedged, yeah. very triangle. Look, you, you're looking looking sharp. Dude. Yeah, yeah. So, I can tell the big difference in both of you guys, but uh, I really, I really because I stay between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> Business. <laughs> I mean, that's, I got on the scale today. His tank was sitting there at her desk. She's like, "How's it looking?" I'm like, "Same." <laughs> that number has not moved up or down. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, she hugged me the other night when I was getting ready to leave." Uh, like she'll usually either walk me to the door, 
or I'll go to the couch say bye to her before I leave. And she she was standing up in the kitchen because she made my lunch like a good wife does. And because uh, I'm a man, I'm forty. <laughs> that's right. Oh, <laughs> when you get forty, your wife makes your lunch for you. Like that, Judd? Yeah. So I added, I added another one. Hit me what it was though. Good one. Anyway, but she hugged me. She's like, I can tell you've lost weight. Like why? Because your hands are touching now when you hug me. She's like, No. She's like, I feel like bones. <laughs> I was like, Thanks, babe. That's great. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, y'all are you're 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 eating healthier. You're yeah. doing you're doing all this stuff. And even though that you're you may be staying the same weight. You know your body is is moving. You know, I mean, yeah. you can. You know, your your muscle weighs a little more than than body fat. You know, so, um, you know, I mean, you can you can stay the same weight. You know, and and still be in much better shape. You know, did I tell you about? Um, I'm going to talk about them again. I talk about them all the time on here. Uh, Painkiller already. The podcast out of those guys are like one of them's like from North Carolina, one's from St. Louis, one's from Georgia. Um, FPS Russia. I don't know if you're familiar with his. YouTube channel. He was a YouTuber. He talked like this Russian accent. He's from fucking Atlanta. <laughs> but forever people thought that he was actually Russian. He did like gun reviews. Like these really, he had a class three firearms license. So he'd get like semi automatic weapon or he'd get automatic weapons. He had a manufacturer's license. I mean, he had all this stuff. He had a huge YouTube following. Still does now, just differently. Um, this huge firearms channel on YouTube. He got, his, he got his hands on all these really exotic weapons because he had that class three firearms license. Well, one of his fans, he was a he loved pot, loved marijuana. One of his fans mailed him some after he asked him for him from California or Colorado, one of the two. It was the post office to get it, and they arrest him. And the warrant, the state of the state of Georgia's one executed the warrant along with the Postmaster General, because it was going through the mail, the government mail. And the warrant they wrote, they didn't write it correctly. Something about, it, was, it was an inconsistency in the warrant. And so the state case fell through. But the feds were like, we'll take care of that, because he was a Class 3 firearms dealer. So here he is with hundreds of guns, fully automatic guns in his house, which he could legally have. And they come in and storm his house and confiscate all those guns. What? Do you, you, do you know how much fully automatic weapons cost? I would be thinking there would be a lot. An MP5, which is like a 9mm cal- caliber semi uh, submachine gun, that alone costs $30,000. What? That's your entry point into fully automatic weapons. Okay? Oh, wow. I was one out of the ballpark. Okay. So they confiscated everything included, all the confiscations they did of all the weapons and stuff, was a little over half a million dollars of weapons. They were they were added all these charges onto it because they were hitting him with weapons charges on top of the drugs for a half of ounce of marijuana. We're not talking about bales, we're not talking about pounds, and half an ounce of marijuana concentrate. So they were hitting him with all these different charges of weapons being involved in drug trafficking, question mark, maybe, wow. you know. Um, they started throwing every charge of the book at him to just build the case. And one of the weapons, he went and had it uh, professionally seracoded. You know what seracoding is? 
it's like a ceramic uh, coating that people put on guns to keep the actual gun from getting scratched or bumped or something. Oh, okay. So they take the weapon and they dip it in this Cerakoting. I got you. It's like a ceramic finish on it. It's really nice looking. You can get different colors or designs or whatever. He had one of these uh, AR, the fully automatic AR. He went and had professionally dipped in the Cerakoting. And the government tried to say, since they couldn't read the serial number totally, that he had defaced the weapon to cover the serial number. Which is like a 15-year charge right there. He's like, well, number one, it was professionally dipped. You can still read the serial number. It might be a little harder to read, but it's still there. And number two, as a Class 3 license holder, he has the right to change the serial number on any weapon he has. Like If he had this Smith & Wesson AR, he could take it and say, I don't like the serial number. I'm changing it to 0001 with a couple of letters and put it in his book, and it's totally legal. So they had all these trumped-up charges on him, and he ended up getting 60 days in a federal prison camp in Talladega, Alabama. For a half-ounce pot. For a half-ounce of marijuana. And, and losing a half-million dollars with the guns. Yeah, it lost all half a million dollars worth of guns, lost his firearm license. Um, he, what else was it? So he got 60 days in a federal prison camp plus two years probation. So he couldn't even, he, he could never own a firearm again because it's a federal, it's, it's a felony. Wow. Um, uh, he couldn't leave his district of Georgia without calling a probation officer and saying, hey, I'm going to see my dad, who's just outside this district, you know. Um, the funny thing was, when he got out of prison, so he did his 60 days in the prison camp. When he got out of prison, COVID hit. <laughs> He's like, y'all are all doing probation with me. Everybody stay at home. You can't go nowhere, <laughs> you know. So this whole time, from the time he got out to now, COVID's been going on. Yeah. So he's like, well, I can't fucking go anywhere anyway, so what's the difference? Um, yeah, like, piss tested randomly, uh, had to, his probation officer at one point is like, you know, if you want to go somewhere, all you do is ask me. I'll let you go. Because he, he's really good at online poker. There's a lot of online poker. He's like, hey, me and a couple of friends want to go up to Cherokee Casino in, in North Carolina. What days you going? Give me a contact number. Like, I'm going these days. He's like, great. Have a good time and good luck. So his probation officer was super cool. Um, but he finished probation October 1st. So he is out, and the first thing he did was get on a plane and go to Colorado. So he spent the last week getting high as a motherfucker. Wow. Um, but during the last probably 10 months, without anybody knowing, because when they, when they do their podcast, they do it remotely because they're all different states. You see, like, maybe, like, upper chest up. You don't really see his whole body. where He sits kind of low, you know. Let anybody know when he started doing uh, TRT, testosterone replacement therapy, and got on the vertical diet. It started, like, taking five baths a day to burn body fat and doing three hour long workouts at the gym every day, doing two hours of cardio after lifting weights all day. 
got down to eight and a half percent body fat. Ripped as shit. He kept it quiet this whole time he was doing it. His Tinder profile got leaked. Somebody found him on Tinder. He went and had like professional pictures done of him just shredded as shit. He's like, well, I guess the <laughs> next week you saw him like from the bottom of his belly up. He's like, guess the secret's out now. <laughs> you know, he's just like arms tearing, tearing his t-shirt open. He's just jacked as shit now. He was like a bodybuilder. Wow. Because he, he had gained a lot of weight just you know, being at home, uh, on, on probation, stress eating, you know. Uh, but yeah, he uh, they did their show this past week, and he was just high as shit, <laughs> off his ass. He uh, he was he had told said everybody told everybody he was going to eat a thousand milligram gummy. What? Just to kick things off on the show, but he got to Colorado, and to get that to get that dosage, you had to have a medical card. He's not a resident, so he couldn't get it. But yeah, he uh, the funny thing was. Uh, Delta 8 is legal in Georgia. So before he went on the plane to go to Colorado, he went by his local vape shop. He's like, do you happen to have Delta 8 here? She's like, yeah, but over here. He got one of those disposable pens. He's like, I took two hits off of it going, going to the airport. He said he got there. He's like, I got there. I was like, holy shit, everything's falling apart. Because <laughs> he hadn't had anything in two years. Yeah. He's like, I thought you know, everybody keeps calling Oh, this is just weed lighter. This is the, he goes like this. He goes, he goes, the Delta eight disposables are as strong as the concentrate dabs he did two years ago. Wow. He's like, cause he was talking about moving to Colorado after he got off probation so he could use marijuana legally. He said with Delta eight, I've got no reason to leave. He said, this is, this is doing the trick right here. <laughs> you know, he was like, he was all that money to pack everything up and move across the country from Georgia. Um, but yeah, I had talked to Tink about I might start trying to do TRT. You know, so I'm I'm a man of a certain age now. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. Kyle, the guy from PKA, was doing it. You're supposed to go get an, supposed to get an injection every ten days, I think. Every ten days to two weeks, something like that. He was doing it every other day himself. Holy smoke! And he said TRT is like um, it's almost like oil when you're injecting it. Like he puts the needle in, so it takes him about a minute and a half to push it all. All he just went slow with it, mm-hmm. did it all the way in. I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. I don't think I, I couldn't give myself a shot like that. Mm. Wow, that's a uh, that's a lot. It's <laughs> a Man. lot of TRT going on. Yeah, that's a that's a lot. Have you thought about doing that at all? Mm. Well, you don't need you. Not, you're fit as fuck. I mean, you don't need that kind of stuff. Not, you know. um, I really haven't. I, I used to, I used to play cards with, uh, with a group of guys that, um, a, a few of them were doing some testosterone shots and things. And, and, um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I could see, I could see big differences in, in them. I could see, uh, and, and all the, and, and they were just constantly talking about how much better they felt, how much younger they felt yeah. and, and <clears throat> all this positive stuff, you know, um, Honestly, man, I mean, I, I, I feel like that just, just from working out, just the, the lifestyle change, you know, two years ago, I was, um, a, a pudgy, you know, you've uh, never been pudgy in your entire life. Well, I, comparatively speaking, you know, I mean, I was, I mean, compared I, to being 
Lou Ferrigno ripped as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I gained 20 pounds. Uh, um, I was in a lot of pain. You know, I was, mm-hmm. in, I had lots of back pain, lots of leg pain, lots of ha- arthritis, hand pains and things, you know, and <clears throat> over the last couple of years, just, uh, you know, I, I hardly ever drink soda. You know, I'll, I, I, I was drinking, you know, um, you know, a, a soda like a day or something, a soda a day, which is not a lot, but now I, I may do have like a soda over the weekend yep. at the shop or something just to, you know, or something. And, um, but I mean, I feel like that now I feel, I feel much younger. Um, I don't have like, I was like on a one to 10 scale, 10 being like intolerable pain. Um, and, and zeros being no pain <clears throat> before I started working out, I was walking around with fives and sixes yep. just on, a, on an average day. And now, I mean, I'm walking around just with your one, neck and your back mostly, yeah, mostly in my back and in my legs and in my okay. hands. Um, now I'm, I'm in ones and twos. I have days where I don't hurt at all. Mm. You know, I was having constant migraine. Like I was having like one migraine a week or something. I mean, now I have them like one every six months or something, you know, man, I would get you to squeeze my neck oh, yeah. and, you know, it's gorilla grip. Yeah, you want. yeah, that's it, man. I'm like, man, man, just pull it off the bone, you know, and I just squeeze my neck, get some blood flow moving. And, uh, but now, I mean, now that I'm just so active, you know, and stuff and, and, um, you know, I mean, when, but when I'm not sober in October, you know, I like to, I like to catch a buzz and go to the gym. I'm right. focused. I'm hyper focused. I mean, I'm pretty focused anyway, but you know, when I get in there, you know, with a buzz, I am not thinking about it. I'm putting some, some music on and I am, I'm focused, super focused, but yeah, I feel, I feel a lot better now, a lot younger. I feel, you know, without that, but, um, I mean, I highly encourage it, man. I mean, if that's something man, you want to do, man, I think it, I think it'd be great for you. I'm just, you know, the the biggest thing is the medical cost, which I'm sure is not covered by my insurance. And I, I mean, I've got good insurance, mm-hmm. but you know, you don't think, man, that that if a doctor says, "Hey, you know that this is something," well, I'm sure you'd have to have blood work done, and and, yeah. and then go, "Okay, yeah, your 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 testosterone levels are at a certain point where we can prescribe you something or we can do something." I mean, it would probably be covered then, when you think. But I don't feel like my testosterone levels are low. Mm-hmm. Um. I really want it just for the help of cutting weight and stuff. Cause you know, testosterone burns so much fat. Um, so I don't, I don't feel, well, I don't, it may be a bit, cause there, I have days that are lethargic, you know, which is a pre, which is a, a, a sure sign that your testosterone might be going low. Um, I used to take a lot of supplements like zinc and stuff. And it helped out a lot. So I may need there for like for six months, I was hitting it pretty hard hitting the zinc and other things like that. I may need to get back on those supplements just to. Well, before, before you do that, I mean, go, go get, just go get checked and see, or call your, call your insurance people, Yeah, you know, call them up and just say, look, this is what I'm thinking about. I mean, what's, what's the process of me getting covered? You know, do I, what, what do I need for y'all to okay it? You know? And I mean, it's your, or talk to your boss. I mean, they may know. I yeah. mean, as supportive as she is, I mean, she may have something. Uh, is, is, do you have any clinics here that do that? I would think there's at least a couple. I, I, I think any of them. I think it's just a it's just a blood test. Yeah, I know that um, that my when I go to my urologist, um, and, and <laughs> the lingering finger, yeah, 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 the, yeah that one, um, <laughs> that uh, that they uh, the, they'll do that test. You know, I mean they they test everything A to Z, and I and I I encourage every single time I get blood work done, if you can think of a test, you run it. 
while you while you got a needle in my arm, you know, because I'm so needle phobic. Do the whole gambit. You got that right. If you need to, you know, if you need, if you can think that possibly next time I come in here, you need to know something. Get it now. You know. Well, I mean, we've. I was going to talk about this more next month, but your father passed of prostate cancer. Is that correct? He had prostate cancer. Had prostate cancer. Yeah. Um, that's something I really want to hammer on really this next month coming up. It'd be a men's health month. Yeah. Um, guys out there, if you're at or near 40, start getting PSHX. Start going to a urologist. Do it now, especially if you've got a history of that in your family. Am yeah, I correct? Any history, man. If you've got, you know, Par- uh, your dad or uncles or grandparents or something like that, any any kind of a direct connection, then yeah, you are you're at a much higher r- risk level. And uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I I really think that any of the local clinics, I mean, any anywhere you can you can you know make an appointment and just say, look, I need to get my blood work done so I can test my testosterone. But I would, but first of all, I always just my way of thinking, um, I. Whatever I want to accomplish, I, I'll start there and work my way back to find, you know, to find the, the straightest route or the, or the most simple route to be successful quicker amount of time. Um, so I would start with your insurance people and find out, hey, look, do, if, if, is there any scenario that it would be covered? And if so, what is it? And if, and if it's just like, oh, yeah, man, I mean, it's no big deal. Get this, this, and this done. Well, then you'd know. Yeah. You wouldn't have to guess. You wouldn't have to be, you know, it'd save you some time and everything. And then if it if it's not covered or if it's not something like that, then you know talk find to your local cost. Yeah. yeah, find out what the cost is. I mean, one second, Jig, you've been. I mean, you really look good, man. I mean, you've been. Have you lost significant amount of weight? I haven't lost any weight. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm still right at. I stay around one ninety five, two hundred. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, but all all I've done, honestly, is just. Uh, just the the dumbbells, you know, downtime at the shop, just curls, you know, kind of overhead for the shoulders and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the, I think that's where I think that's the most noticeable part, you right. know, like your shoulders and your neck and your arm. I mean, because most everybody, you know, sees you or, or I say, I, I, you know, most of the time when I'm looking at somebody, man, I'm, I'm seeing eyeballs to the navel, you yeah. know, that, you know, that area right in there, man. And it's really, I think, man, it's really noticeable, man, especially like, like when you're wearing your t-shirts and things like that, man. I mean, that's, yeah, that's what makes it look. And I, then, you know. Well, I, I mean, I can tell just, you know, putting the t-shirts on now where they used to just sag uh-huh. and I'm working a lot too on trying to get my posture a little bit better. Cause I, you know, I stayed hump, hunched over a drum set for 40 years. Yeah. Uh, so I've been working on that a lot too. Uh, just trying to, you know, noticing, you know, keeping in mind that, hey, man, you, your shoulders are like this mm-hmm. while I'm sitting at my desk at work mm-hmm. and just kind of straightening my back up and letting that, letting my muscles breathe, yeah. you know, what, what little I do have. And then just curls and keeping my back straight and that kind of stuff. And then, uh, you know, at home, I've got that total gym thing mm-hmm. um, or, you know, whatever it is, multi-gym. And uh, I'll get on that if I've got any, you know, any downtime at home. I'll hop on that for a few minutes and just kind of, you know, do some pull downs or yeah. whatever, some butterflies. And but that's all I've done. I haven't changed. Well, that's a lot. Anything, uh, you know, I haven't changed my diet. 
you know, I've definitely slacked off of, you know, the amount of alcohol, um, I consume, but other than that, I mean, I, I honestly, I kind of hover around 195, 200. That's, that's usually where I'm at. I was up, uh, the heaviest I ever was, was like 215. And that was back, I want to say around 2010, 11. Mm-hmm. At, that was during, um, one of the, one of the longer layoffs from the construction company I used to work for. I was laid off for almost a year and three months. Yeah. I think it was, it was over a year and you know, I, I was just sitting on the couch every day. I was like waiting on a phone call. Yeah. Uh, but I've got a, yeah. uh, I've got a, um, a scale at home that I bought online and, and it comes with an app that'll connect to your phone and, and it'll track your weight. It'll give you a, a, a trend line of how, you know, how you're, how you weigh. And I weigh myself every night before I go to bed. I mean, it's, it's just a consistent time that I do it. it may not be the most optimal time, but it is the time that I do it every night. And my weight fluctuates, um, about five or six pounds. I mean, and it can fluctuate five or six pounds overnight over, you know, over the next day. Um, uh, Miss Alabama was telling me, you know, that, that a lot of that's probably water weight, yeah. you know, water retention. Yeah. Yep. Or just whatever. But, um, I'm fluctuating somewhere between, um, 158 and 165, you know, one in, in that area. And, yeah. and, uh, but, um, yeah, so it's, I mean, it's a, I mean, it, it's harder for me to, to, um, to, to gain weight, you know, good weight. Right. Uh, just because most of the time, especially, you know, from spring to, to, to November, I mean, I'm, I'm at work just sweating. <laughs> right. Um, but you were talking about taking those hot baths, you know, um, yeah. with the guy and stuff. Um, Take it, hot baths with a guy? The guy, that, <laughs> the guy that, was, that was losing weight, you know, the, the guy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you can't make – I like to go to the sauna. You know, or the steam room um, in our local town. There's a a place over there that uh, that goes like a well, the wellness center. You know, yeah. And they there's a pool and stuff. So I'll what I'll do is I'll go to the to the sauna, you know, and just get full, just full blown, just super hot. And then I'll go to the pool and uh, swim a couple of laps. You know, cool my body down, cool my head off, and then come back, go to the steam room for. You know, for a little while and then go back to the pool, you know, so I'm back hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. And, uh, and man, that's really made up. Started doing that in the shower, like start hot mm-hmm. and then work your just way kind down. of work the, work the cold water in toward the end. Yeah. And just cool down. Cold water is really good for your I've, body. Yeah. That's, the, that's kind of where I've, I've also been kind of working that into the, you know, the routine, Yeah, but I don't know what it does, but. And looked into it. Once it makes you feel better, so it matters, man. Yeah, it just kind of wakes me up, you know, in the morning before work, and I'm not just. <laughs> I know I'm dead tonight, but you're good, dude. I'm super tired tonight. You need to cut out early. No, I'm good. You sure? Just need another beer. I'm good right now. Okay, we got something out. Um. You see the breaking news today? My dumbass uh, just stayed up till six thirty this morning. Then went to work at nine. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. What were you doing up at six thirty this morning? What game were you playing? 
Far Cry 6. Oh, oh I called it. Oh, damn. <laughs> Surely not. Yeah. I is couldn't wor- stop playing it. Man. Is it worth it's, the shit? It's great. It's great. <laughs> I'm loving it. Used today. <clears throat> I saw this right before y'all came over, and I totally forgot about it. Former UFC star Chuck Liddell arrested on domestic violence charges. Yeah, I saw that. Did you see the picture of him? Oh. Yeah, there's a picture, man. He looks he looks like he's just been doing nothing but drinking beer for the last year and a half. UFC legend Chuck oh, Liddell was arrested early Monday on a misdemeanor charge of domestic violence. According to Los Angeles County Sheriff's Information Bureau, officers responded to a home in Hidden Hills, California, regarding a domestic disturbance at about midnight Monday morning. After determining there had been a physical altercation, deputy took deputies took Liddell into custody for alleged domestic battery, per the SIB. Liddell, 51, was released on $20,000 bond around 10 a.m. local time. He's on Monday afternoon. Do what? He's only 51? Yeah. Really? Damn. On Monday afternoon, Liddell released a statement on his Instagram writing that he was the victim of the incident but volunteered to go in his wife's place. Liddell wrote that he sustained bruises and lacerations. Uh, This was one of many times I've tried to shield a family mental health issue from the public preview, Liddell wrote. It's become painfully apparent this cannot continue as our private life has now reached a public breaking point. Please respect our privacy as I help to navigate our family through this difficult time. Liddell was inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame in 2009 as one of the highest-selling pay-per-view draws in UFC history. <clears throat> He's a former UFC light heavyweight champion with victories over Randy Couture, Tito Ortiz, Vitor Belfort, and Vanderlei Silva. Known as the Iceman, Liddell retired from the UFC in 2010 but returned to the cage in 2018 for a fight with old rival Ortiz under the Golden Boy Promotions banner. Ortiz knocked Liddell out in the first round. Liddell was stopped by KOTKO in four straight bouts. Yeah, I saw that. You know, John Jones just got arrested for... I was going to bring that shit up, too. We missed it last week when we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. He got, uh, I saw an interview with Dana White, and uh, he's just like, man, it's whatever John Jones comes to Vegas... He, he Bad just, shit happens. Yeah, it's just it's just not his town. He goes, we really got to watch him when he comes here. We know he had been inducted into the the Hall of Fame that night. Did you know that? Yeah. No, because you could get inducted either for a career <clears throat> or for a fight. Uh-huh. He got inducted that night for his fight with Gustafson, the the big melee they had back a few years ago. Yeah. And so yeah, he goes to, to do this Hall of Fame ceremony. And his wife and kid come down, bloody, asking for police to be called. Or his 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 wife asked for their keys to be changed, for them to rerun the card so he couldn't get back in. Mm. And they looked kind of banged up. And the guy behind the counter, I guess, asked if they need any help. And his son said, "Could you please call the police?" And that's when the police show up. Yeah, that's just. <clears throat> I mean, you know, it's. Uh... I think there's got to be a lot of drugs involved with him <laughs> in that in that situation, but you know when you when you fight for a living, you know, and, and your your normal frame of mind is is to handle things 
violently, like violently. Yeah, you know, you you get you, the whoever you're married to has to realize that, that and it's not a, an excuse for his behavior at no, all. No, 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 no. But you just have to realize, man, that that's a high, it's a high probability, man, that that's that's going to end up coming back to haunt you. Yeah. He, yeah. Well, even like his his big one was when he hit the pregnant lady in the car, and he was high on cocaine, and he hit the lady, ran away from the scene. Came back to the scene on foot and got like seventy five thousand dollars in cash out of the car and then ran away again. You know, I mean, to be up to his ears in talent, literally, mm-hmm. dude is one of the best fighters in the cage ever. Terrible person, yeah. Can't handle his personal business at all. Yeah. You know, and, and they keep letting him come back because he's he's a he's a draw. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure, man, that his, his his brothers are are NFL guys. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, <clears throat> that I think I think he has two brothers that are in the NFL. So I mean, they're all very you know um, athletic. You know, he's got the he's got the the genes for you know high athlete type stuff. And um, but yeah, I mean, you know, he's I've I've, I've heard uh, Daniel Cormier. Uh, several times, you know, they had they've they've fought a couple of times. He's had words. That's yeah. not friendly no. stuff going on. Yeah, and he's he's just called him out. He's just like, well, that, he's not going to change. This is who he is. He's just, you know, and 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 Jones replies is like, man, or Cormier said, you know, if you don't continue to make the same mistakes over and over and over, and Jones is like, well, why why can't you? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, damn, man. What a healthy way to look at things. You know? You know? Man, that's uh, – I guess they were doing like a 24-7 thing when they, when they were leading up to their last fight or whatever, or one of their fights. Mm-hmm. And he pissed hot. Uh, Jones did. Mm-hmm. They had the camera on Dana when he went and told uh, Cormier that yeah, yeah. John was – he made him so – he was ready to go in there and whoop some serious ass. Oh, yeah. Then he had to go say, no fight. He pissed hot. Yeah, and he was he was so mad that he wouldn't get to go in there and take on John Jones again. You know, um, I, it's, it's, I don't know, it's something about these. Well, it sucks when you suffer for somebody else's fuck up. Well, you worked you know, your ass off you, to get a chance that this guy. far. Yeah, yeah, I could understand that you totally. Know, and, and and not not speaking ill of Cormier, he's a chubby boy. You know, he, he, you know, like what you were saying, you know, about some of the some of the fighters, you know, I mean, they've got so much. Uh, they, they look like they got the dad bod. Oh, yeah. You know, but just absolutely. He loves killer. some Popeye's chicken. Yeah. He'll tell you, you know, you'll make me happy. Bring, bring me a three piece and a biscuit, you know. <laughs> but uh, you think of a, a guy that way who walks around probably around 230, you would think fighting at 205. So he had busted his ass, not only training, but making making weight, cutting all that weight. To get to 205, and then some jackass shooting up roids, he pisses hot, and then your fight's gone after all that fucking work. Yeah. And he, just because you wanted a chance to shut him the fuck up, you know. I remember Jones, um, somebody, one of the uh, 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 reporters had mentioned, mentioned something about it or, or whatever, and Jones was like, um, he, was, he was blaming it. Blame it. He's like, no, 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 man. I wasn't using steroids. It was a uh, an erectile dysfunction. Yeah, using dick pills from the gas station. Yeah, <laughs> some shit like that. I was like, what? Oh, come on, man. I mean, you're like a 28-year-old guy. I mean, what the hell do you need a dick pill for? The thing for? is, see, 
uh, Brian Redband pitched that to Joe Rogan on the podcast one time. Like, oh, he's probably on dick pills. Because those dick pills from the gas station are, are just made in, in China in a vat that's been used for everything under the sun, you know. <laughs> and like six months later, John comes on the show like, yeah, it was dick pills. Like, you, y'all gave him an out. He disagreed with what you said. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's knowing nice. that he's got a needle in his ass shooting up all of the Mexican steroids. All of them, you know. Yeah. It, yeah. He should just go, go. He should just go like to Japan and fight because they don't give a shit about that stuff. You look at Bob. Remember Bob Sapp? Oh yeah. You know, he was on. He was on every anything you put in a syringe. He put it in his body. You almost broke. I think Little Nog's neck. Dropped him on his head. That was one of my, that's one of my favorite fights of all time. <laughs> it, it really so is. just got to get pile drived. Well, the the whole fight that guy took an incredible ass beat. From Bob Sapp. And Bob Sapp, I mean, for the folks that don't know, man, is a huge man, like 6'6", and just built like Ferrigno. And his traps are at his earlobes. Oh, yeah. They, they stand up <laughs> he like has three, no or, neck. three or four inches up <laughs> off of his shoulder. And, and literally for about 15 minutes, he literally just pounded this guy, who's an incredible a Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighter. And then at the end of the fight, um, the, uh, little Nog came back to win, you know, it's, with a broke neck. It, it, it was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean that's just absolutely one of my one of my all time favorite fights. Oh, you know how I really, I really been watching a lot of, which I didn't appreciate him at the time. Cain Velasquez, yeah, right? Cardio came. You know, this dude is every bit of two sixty five, huge, huge motherfucker, and just has a motor. He never runs out of gas. You know, most big guys, by the time you get to round two, two and a half, yeah, they are they're winding down. Yeah, you know, if they have to go five rounds, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a slog. Cain Velasquez has no has no neutral gear. From the time the fight starts, he's in fifth, and he is going wide ass open. To yeah. see a guy that size have that much cardio is is unbelievable. Yeah. He's a, a a training partner. He used to be um, for uh, Daniel Cormier, and when Daniel Cormier was the excuse me the heavyweight champion, um, they were asking him because um, Cain Velasquez was was in line, mm-hmm. and they were like, "So, hey man, are you gonna are you gonna fight Cain? You know, if we put up." And he's like, "No, nah, man, he's my buddy. I ain't gonna <laughs> fight him." He goes, hey, "He's the one guy I don't want to fight." <laughs> <laughs> you had to put up with this shit during training all the time, yeah. you know. He goes, he ragdolls me, at, you know, and, and training. Why would I go fight him for the belt? And Cormier's an Olympic level wrestler. Yep. I mean, you don't just go in there and, and handle his ass with, with, no. with no. I mean, I think the only losses he's had are to Jones. I believe so. Two, yeah. maybe. I think he's lost. I think, yeah. I think he lost. I think he's lost. To they Jones. had to vacate the title. Jones had to vacate the title, and, and Cormier won it mm-hmm. in the uh, interim fight. I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I, I watched Cain Velasquez fight a lot back in the day and just really never appreciated the amount of, of, of go juice that man had. He he never. And another one with a dad bod that had all that. Yeah, I mean, he, he was not cut. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, he was a fit looking guy, but th- there was some, some extra pounds maybe hanging on like in the midsection. But dude just had, had no off switch. From the time it started, he was yeah. on it. Um, the worst fights would probably, uh, Kimbo, 
the last fight Kimbo had with Dada 5000 or whatever his name was. Did you ever see that one? Kimbo's lies. Yeah. Kimbo is the last fight he ever had before he died. He fought like, like his old rival from there doing street fighting in Miami, uh-huh. Dada. And they didn't make it through half the first round and they were both heaving. I think I just gassed, that. just throwing just dumb punches. Right. Falling over each other. Yeah. It, it, was, it was just a circus. It's horrible to watch. Now that you're talking about the the bare knuckle, you know, um, underground fights and stuff, you know, that yeah, back in the do, day, yeah, you know, you're they're literally in in a backyard, backyard, <laughs> and now that is some that's some crazy shit. That is some gorilla fighting right there, yeah. And and just to watch that guy walk through the gate, you know, and 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 look over here, look at the guy he's about to fight, and that guy looks at him. And thinks, man, I'm fixing to just smash you. And then he gets hit by Kimbo a couple of times. And then all of a sudden he's, he's starting to rethink. He's like, holy shit, man. I done <laughs> like, fucked up. Yeah. What <laughs> happened? The, the, uh, speaking of bare, you know, they have the bare knuckle fighting league now. Yeah. Okay. Kyle, the same guy who went through all the drug shit and everything. After he came, after he showed off his physique after all this stuff, the people from the bare knuckle fighting league contacted him. And offered him a fight. They were going to do a documentary of him training to go into a fight, and they offered him a fight with Diego Sanchez. <laughs> you know, Diego's went off the deep end. Do you know about this? Uh, I, uh, I know Diego Sanchez, but yeah, he's always been a little looped. Okay, you know, he just came out that one night like holding up a crucifix as <laughs> he walked to the ring, <laughs> like he's fighting a vampire. You know, um, he's got this new train trainer who has questionable connections at least very new agey hmm. and that you don't need to train to fight. You just need yoga. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, um, Diego got into it with Dana over pay or something, but this dude who was his trainer and life coach was trying to like handle his management also. And Diego was just going along with it because Diego was probably got some serious CTE going on from all the ass weapons he's toted in his, and the ass weapons he gave out. I'm not bad speaking. Okay. So Kyle said some derogatory shit about Diego on the podcast about how, you know, he's probably being molested by his trainer now. He's doing all this kind of shit. They contact him like, would you want to fight against Diego? We'll film it. We'll pay you all this kind of stuff. And he's like, fuck no, I don't want to fight Diego Sanchez. <laughs> you see the shit I said about him on the last podcast? Yeah. But he's like, well, let's have fun with it. I'm just going to start saying random shit about Diego, about how much of a pussy he is. He oh, is and we're going to see if it gets him riled up, you know. Well, of course, all the fans from PKA blow up Diego on Twitter and shit. Look what Kyle's saying about you. He's going to whoop your ass, pussy boy. All this, all, And Diego starts responding to him. Fuck him. I'll fight him anytime, anyway. <laughs> and then so like every week after that, Kyle's like, yeah, Diego's he's, he's a dodge me. He don't want none of this shit. You know, I'll, I'll just fuck him up. I'll do it. <laughs> Diego just loses his damn mind on social media. That's great. That dude is a little looped out, man, for real. Yeah, but dude, he's he's in his prime. He was he was a earth shatterer. Oh, he yeah. dropped the bomb. Yeah. But why would you poke that bear? You're right. Even if you got you him out through the mall one day and all of a sudden man <laughs> run to that dude, you know. Some unhinged guy like that who's a trained killer. Yeah. You know, come come looking for you. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, man, you're in the middle of a fight with him, man, and not getting paid. No. You're just you're just out there. Out in public. Of course, Kyle, Kyle's a lot bigger. Kyle is right around 180, and he's 6'3". 
Yeah. I mean, he, he looks like a brick shit house now. He is gigantic, you know, especially like his shoulders and stuff. I mean, Diego's not that tall of a guy. He's a yeah. smaller fella. Yeah, he's like my size. But yeah, but why would you want to? Those little guys, man, they fight till they burn out. They've got they've got way too much, yeah. way too much stamina for me. You yeah, know, that's yeah, that's that's crazy. Anything else going on this week you want to talk about? Seems like man, there was there was something I was wanting to tell you guys, but I can't think right now. Let me check well. my notes real quick. I think I'm, I've been trying to take notes during the week when I think of something. Nope, I got nothing. <laughs> I've, I found one for our, the Halloween episode I'm going to do with, with the ladies. I'm going to have uh, Mesa, Tarika. Oh, speaking of the ladies, I do have something, man. Oh, uh, lay it on me. Brandy has been... Um, yeah, she's in the Maldives. She's coming home now. She's, God, if she hadn't lady, made it home already, she's already home. She's getting I've close. I've been checking out her, her Instagram, man, and and that is incredible. Who who Who's she down there with? Just, like, I don't, maybe her mom went with her? I don't know. Wow. Uh, but yeah, you know, that's pretty... You know how far away that is? Oh, that's kind of around the equator, isn't it? It's like down, like off the coast of India. Is that in the middle of the ocean? Yeah, I read something, man, where she had to like take two thirty-nine hour flights. Yeah, yeah thirty-nine hour travel time. But the place that she, I mean, oh, it's gorgeous. Oh my goodness! That's what when she was on here. That's why I told her. I said, "I'm glad you're going because it's not going to be there much longer." Uh, the Maldives—they've always been a very low-lying island chain, and with the rising water they lose feet every year of coastline wow so that supposedly you know 20 30 years it's not going to be underwater if things keep progressing the way it Holy is Holy smoke! yeah so he picked a, picked a good place to go because yeah. this i mean this is one of the places that could disappear yeah i got a uh i got a text from her a couple of weeks ago man and and uh she's just like they love you man i hope you do oh, yeah. or something like that and i'm just like wow that is that's just that is good shit, man. Thank you. I love if I don't too, get her, man. she gets me. Because usually, I'll, I'll be like on a Tuesday morning, we're gonna sleep. I'm like, hey, want to say I love you? Have hope you're having a good week. Yeah, you know? yeah. See, that see really that's 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 good stuff, man. She yeah. got me last week with it. She'll get you. <laughs> she sent me a picture. Let me pull up the picture right quick. She if was coming. listening, Brandy. I love you too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she um, she's coming home. I got this yesterday. Pull the picture right quick. Um, Brandy, Brandy, Brandy. Um, she said, this shit better transform you into Batman and give you a happy ending for $50,000. It's a $50,000 bottle of single malt 50-year-age scotch at the airport duty-free shop. Wow. Little, almost Now she's taking some of her crypto money and bringing that back. <laughs> <laughs> if she does, she next podcast we're drinking good. <laughs> yeah, we are. That's right. Um, yeah, Brandy, if you hear this, I'm, you're probably home by now by the time you're hearing this. But uh, we love you, and I can't wait to have you on here for Halloween. Um, it's going. I'm gonna have her and Mesa and Tariq on here for a Halloween episode. I promised them a Halloween episode. Awesome. Yeah. So we're gonna record that. Um, you making them dress up? No, but I should. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be cool. I should go buy costumes for him to wear. Make him wear it. I'd, I'd probably get Trigger a Trump costume because she would love that. <laughs> y'all got anything else tonight? Uh, good. good. Jut, you good? Good. All right. Thank y'all so much for listening to this episode of The Hango Show. Be sure to go by tripodbroadcasting.com. Check out all the shows we have there. Also, check the show notes for our sponsors. 
eables.com, E-A-B-L-E-S, where you can save 15% on your next purchase of some premium CBD promo code HANGO. Also, be sure to go by mydelta8.com. Also, be sure to check out our Amazon link down in the show notes. If you're going to buy some stuff, just bookmark that link, click through, and buy your stuff, send a little money our way. Harpoon, Jut, I love you guys. And I love all y'all out there for listening to this episode, and we'll see you next time. Bye.